Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most procedurally generated podcast network. As you may know, for the majority of 2020, we've been turning an abandoned liquor store into a brand new Sans Pants Radio studio. It's been tough and we are nearly there, but we can't complete it without your help. And that's why on the 20th of December, 6am Melbourne time, we've decided to attempt a potentially 24-hour D&D-a-thon over at twitch.tv slash Radio, where every donation not only goes towards building the new studio, but also keeps us playing. I have a family Christmas on the same day, it's gonna be hell. And if you want to help us, but you don't want me to literally die, you can contribute in other ways, by buying a metaphorical brick for the new studio. For this, there are two options. Option one gets you your name in amongst the Sans Pants Radio logo that will be going up on the new studio. And option two gets you that, but with the addition of a limited edition enamel brickhead pin. So head to sanspantsradio.com forward slash shop to find out more. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 9 of Zombie Plague Chult. Erstwhile... Yeah, you can go backwards. It's not too bad. <clears throat> okay, no, 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 no. I thought all... your crucial question would have been Adam. Can I tell the notes? Can I tell the notes? Would you make us ladies do it? Valindra says, standing closer to Tiffany. My god, this time in this dungeon has turned me into some kind of a craven madman. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I will attempt to hold my breath in the wine for as long as possible. How does everyone else how is everyone else reacting to Pop Pip? Flask of Wine is genuinely, honestly concerned. He is taking everything of this at face value, and so he is just like trying to reconcile so many disparate facts in his brain. He looks so confused. What would happen if I just do this and I drop the mace down the staircase? Does Wongo leave my head? Mm, No, unfortunately, Wongo doesn't. You feel the weapon hit the ground. The Tomb Guardian is still standing, but Pop, you are now also awake on 13 hit points. Well, how then? Let's get back into this. Looking at Tiffany, without looking away once... Okie dokie, I'm just going to harness the energy inside everybody and run my hands over my body and oh look, I'm miraculously healed. You're coming out of this place really mangled. (laughs) What do you mean, more mangled than I already am with my whole body basically pus? This is maybe going to be the worst thing that happens to you. Pop, you are admiring your new magical staff. Well, give it a go then. I... Spin the staff around. And I force. Let's bang. How many a... charges do you want to use? Up to three. Yeah, I want to use all. Th- I want to use three of the charges in one hit. All right. So you do a D eight plus three. And is so. Do you feel any different because Vaughn's now you? Oh, can I feel that? Or is he too far away? No, you can feel Vaughn. Like you can feel a like, connection to Vaughn. You can issue him orders if you want. I feel the connection and think I get it now. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> You hear a whisper in the back of your mind. Vaughn says, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) 
no, I, I send a message to Vaughn that says, hi, it's it's Tiffany. It's your boy. <laughs> hi, it's Tiffany. I've got the amulet now. You're safe. You feel a sense of acknowledgement of the thing that you said. Nice. And that's it. All right. No, what would be even funnier is it's just like it zooms out of the thing and there's just all the red wizards sitting around waiting for us to come out of the temple and Vaughn's just standing amongst them and just suddenly goes, waves. <laughs> just at nothing. And they're like, what the fuck? You deal 23 points of damage, shattering the stone. Hmm. That was almost worth feeling as unwell as I do. You can hop through into the next room <clears throat> if you want. Put the stuff away. Do you feel anything strange? Uh, yes. Everything strange. I feel I don't know how to describe it beyond wrong. Well, maybe now that magic's coursing through you, you could cast a spell. No, it doesn't feel like that magic. I have been healed before by, you know, other people. So on it feels quest. like healing. No, it does not feel like healing. It feels like wrong. Again, that's all I can say. Okay. You climb through the window. Yep. Like I said, there's a lot of that alien moss or whatever it's purple and it's growing all over the walls and such as soon as you step into this room all of the tiny little eyes and the moss swing around to look at you they're observing you they're just staring right at you you get an awful feeling like you are being watched so like maybe maybe someone else is watching or just the eyes it's just a feeling of being watched that makes sense there's a lot of eyes yeah so You step into that revolving drum. This room is shaped like a drum or cylinder lying on its side, with its south end tapering to a small stone door. Carvings of demons decorate the stonework with flickering flames in their eyes. You look off to the east, and you see the walls of this narrow tunnel slope inward as they approach the 10-foot-high ceiling. That would actually be your end. So it's pretty much like we've stepped into an industrial-sized pipe. Yeah, and it's like kind an of like that. It's like near us. It's like a pipe that slopes to get larger, and then a drum, and you are in that drum. Yep. So you look down that pipe, and you see patches of mold cling to the walls and floor of the eastern half of the hall, so the opposite end from you. Cut into the floor at the west end of the corridor is a three foot wide, four foot long rectangular hall with a bright light spilling out of it. So your options are. The stone door directly to the south, or you can take that that path off to the east. Surely through the door. I would, There's a lot I would, of mould up there. I would highly recommend the door. These eyes are very, very upsetting. Let's head on. A 15-foot-wide, 15-foot-deep pit dominates this chamber. At the bottom of the pit, an 8-foot-tall clay figure stands motionless beside a stone treasure chest. A silver key hangs from a cord around the figure's neck. Two nine-foot-tall stone statues stand atop plinths on either side of the pit. A third plinth against the south wall stands empty. One of the statues depicts a hooded and bearded male figure with its left hand held high, index finger pointed up. The other portrays an armoured male knight with a gauntleted right hand extended, its palm facing inward towards the knight. You are able to identify both of these figures. These are religious statues. They are the god Azuth, the robed figure. The god Azuth is the god of wizardry. And Torm, the knight, is the god of courage and self-sacrifice. 
What a fun statue. There is a passageway to the west. This yep. entire room, like all the other ones, has that alien purple, like, moss no everywhere. No sarcophagus, though. There's no sarcophagus in this room. It's the gods of wizards and people who like to die. Ooh, what does Moa say about this? Thoughtful Moa whispers into your mind, That's a clay golem, the figure within the pits. Oh. Adamantine and magical weapons are the only things that can damage it. So don't get in the pit. Clay Golem. Oh. It will kill us unless you own a magical or adamantine weapon. I have several magical weapons. Why do I have so many magical weapons? The the Clay Golem just stands motionless. Oh, sorry. A chattering sound is heard behind the Statue of Torm, which is the one to the, uh, the west, so on the west side of the pit, and then a skeleton terrifiedly looks out at you from behind the statue. Hey, I run up and try and clock it. All right, we're going to go to initiative. Yes. Tiffany, you go first. So are you avoiding the pit? Yes. All right, you sprint around the pit and get to the skeleton. You're just going to attack it? Yeah, I'm just going to try and take its head off. Okay, you strike it, green flame blade, I assume as well. Can I just try and take its head off? Oh, you just... You're just going to grab it and yank at its head. Is that not a good you idea? You can. No, I'll just, do green just, flame blade. I'll do green flame blade. genuinely wasn't expecting that. No, please, if you want, go for it. Hey. Don't listen to him. You're right. Don't do listen want. to him. Wait, do what I want? Yeah. Do what I want. I want to yank its head off. Oh, wait. Yeah, I know. See, mm. now I don't know. Unless I knew you would be suspicious, so I'm encouraging something I, I know you will then not do. Hey, Adam. Yeah. Fuck off. I'm going to yank the head off. <laughs> All right. You reach out to grab it, and you hear through its chattering, it, its jaw doesn't move. Its jaw just opens, and then you hear, ah, <laughs> and then it slaps your hands away. All right, that was your turn. <laughs> Pop, it's your turn. Um, so I'm going to run. No, I, I come around the other side, so I can't try to run the other way. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just swing Holy Avenger to decapitate it. No, you actually can't get to it this turn. Tiffany blocks you on the western side, and if you go around the eastern side of the pit, you actually just can't make it there in time. That's all right. I'll make my way around that way, though. Then it is Flask of Wine's turn. Flask of Wine plugs it with two arrows. Oh, wait. First he makes a... Yeah, all right. Flask of Wine uh, tries to move, oh. but fails to do so. Oh, our poor sweet child. Artisimber tries to plug it. One of his Artisimber's arrows strikes. He deals mm, not a lot. He deals four points of damage to the skeleton. A arrow clatters through the skeleton's chest, but doesn't do a lot. Then it's the skeleton's turn. The skeleton draws two daggers, Tiffany, and lunges at you with the daggers. First dagger gets you, I don't know, in the shoulder, and you take six points of damage. Second dagger, straight in the head. Oh! I need that for my brain. Shish kebab, triple damage, and oh. if the attack was a melee attack, the weapon is lodged in your body. Oh. You have a dagger stuck in your head. Third horn, am I right, baby? Hey! No, At least I've, I've disarmed him. 15, one of his weapons. You take 15 points of damage. Cool. Orvex blocks the way to the east, but that's his turn. And then it is Valindra's turn. She 
reaches out with her hand and you can see a ghostly skeletal hand wrap around an imaginary neck of the skeleton. The skeleton collapses. I go and take its head. Thanks, Valindra. No problem, she Um, says. You know you have a dagger in your face. Is that... should? I lock eyes with Pip and I watch him squirm as he keeps talking. Ma'am, I would like to apologise. I meant no disrespect. If you would like to keep the dagger lodged in your head, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Is it a custom? Though I'm curious to know now. I don't break eye contact. I pull the dagger out of my head and fling it. Ah, I think she was just embarrassed to have a dagger in her face. I don't break eye contact. It's rude to stare. I can think of worse things you've done. What What have I done that's so... Well, I mean, there was that. What have I done to you that's so awful? I'm helping you, aren't I? Uh, is, there any, is there any obvious way that you can control the clay golem? Do we know, do we know how to control a clay golem? Is it that key? The only way to control a clay golem is to create the clay golem. I think we should move out of here then. Let's go to the entrance on the right-hand side, or the exit on the right-hand side. The corridor ends in a large door with a round mirror set into its surface. Ten circular indentations, each about an inch across, surround the mirror. Oh, I look ghastly. What do you see? Well, I'm all beaten up and bruised. I've had worse. Um, I flick Pop in his shell, like further out than a dragonborn would stick. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you touching me? I'm not. No, you quite clearly are. How do you feel that? It's much further out than your body goes. No, it's not. I can see it. Look in the mirror. It's just a little case of cognitive dissonance. If I try and... Can I can I reach both sides of Pop's body? Yeah. Just? Uh, No, Pop's not that much broader. Okay, I want to stand behind Pop and wrap my hands around because I know he's pretty wide because he's a giant shell. Um, look, it's very nice of you, but I'm not interested. No, look. Look at what? Your giant shell body. I don't. Artisimbra puts a hand on your shoulder, Tiffany, and says, perhaps it's just best to, to deal with this when we leave. We won't leave if he... Oh, make a fist. What? Make a fist. I make a fist. I make him knock on his own shell. Uh, why are you making me punch myself in the body? It's not a punch. What does that sound like to you? It sounds like you're getting my fist and banging it against my body. And what does your body sound like? What the... I already told you I'm not interested. That's a knock, right? I don't know what, you know what you want my body to sound like. I don't want to know what your body sounds like, frankly. It's very rude. And not in mixed company. <laughs> I, I think it would be best if we just continue. Yes, no, fair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Has she always been like this? Wouldn't you Did know? You ask? Wouldn't you know? Artis. Oh, no, you don't hear that. I'm very mm. quiet. She's just concerned for you, Artis says. Well, I've taken a bit of a beating, so fair enough. All right. You don't have any health potions, do you, Artis? No, I don't, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. Could have really used one. Uh, Val- Why do we not have a healer in our party? This Valindra could to- probably heal you. No, no, it, um, she, I don't want to be in that woman's debt. Artisimbra can't disagree with that. <laughs> all right, so what do, you, do you want to turn back around? The door will not move at, at all. It doesn't move an inch. Valindra, like, traces the, little, the ten little indentations and says, I would assume that we have more keys to find if we want to progress through here. 
Huh. Skeletons. Uh, Skeletons. No, no. These these ones are the, – the indentations here are not very big. So like the key in the other room that we walked past? Oh, the key – no, no, no. It's just a small circular indentation. Oh. Something fits in there, but you don't know what. Hmm. It's not a key and it's not the skeleton. The key is too small. Yeah. These skeleton heads are too large. Who has those keys, by the way? What keys? I don't know if anyone took them. The skeleton heads. Oh, oh I've got them. Cass. You walk back into that previous room with the golem standing in the pit. Right on past that. We're not dealing with that. Is there anything else it, in this room? It could have, uh, this room could have something with the room beyond. Well, and this room beyond leads to more skulls, but I think these bastards are just wandering around the place. We may as well just keep walking in the hope we run into one. Is there anything else that we can see in the room? There's the golem. There's the chest. If you're having a party look around, Tiffany, you discover the back of a secret door. No, sorry, the front. <laughs> That's why it's hidden. You find the front of a secret door. Hey. Yes? Do you reckon we should give this a go? I try and unlock the door. The door leads eastwards. You're able to unlock it without too much trouble. That's a very good find. Well, well done. After you, gentlemen. Of course. I mean... You did unlock the door. You're also very capable as a fighter. So I'm only going forward because you asked me, not because of some preconceived notion that I should lead. Oh, I'll go first then. Okay, then. Off you go. Do you look cut about it? No. Ah. It'd be rude to be cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first then. What's also, in the room? if you die, you a... maybe I can go home. You take a set of stairs oh, down. No. <laughs> Two balconies face each other over a vast pit. Between the balconies hover five wooden platforms, each one a disc ten feet across. A single... As in, like, hovering. Yeah. They're not connected to the floor. Nope, not connected to the floor at all. What like you... a Mario level. Yes. A single torch burns above <laughs> each balcony. On the east balcony stands a rough-hewn, 15-foot-tall statue of a hulking fiend with furled wings and clenched fists. That would be on the opposite, the far opposite balcony to you. I will say this about the creator of this dungeon is that his taste is awful. Set onto the wall of the west balcony is a rusty lever in the up position. That would be on your balcony. Tiffany, as you step out, you can see very near your platform, but not near enough that you would hazard a jump for it, is a small hole in the wall. You could fit through it if you wanted to, but it's not easy to get to. Well, is it worth pulling the lever? I mean, it happened us before, and this time there's nothing to fight to pull the lever. That is true, but the last lever we pulled set off a trap. Yes, but why would this set off a trap where the lever is? The last lever was a trap for us in another room. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Be my guest. Yeah, this is insanity. I can't believe I've been doing this for so long, from the whole time. <laughs> It's been me, (laughs) not anyone else. Uh, I pull the lever. You pull the lever downwards, and as soon as you do so, you see the fiend on the opposite end of the uh, room unclenches both of its hands, and you can see a small jeweled gem or something in each of its hands. When that happens as well, there's a tremendous whooshing sound. And the room is filled with air, blasting. It feels in all directions. Hip-hop, I need to make a quick roll for you. Do you need to make a... Yeah, you fail. That's it. <laughs> you are frightened. 
and must use your action and movement each round to flee from the... All right, cool. <gasps> You're about to run. So you sprint out of the room. Pip maybe closes the secret door behind him, leans his back up against it, and then <laughs> slowly slides down. Adam. I'm very scared. Uh-huh. So oh, scared. Yes, no, yes, yes, Tom, yes, 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 no. yes, yes. Am yes. I first through the door? Yes, yes, yes. 100%? Yes. Uh, I would say that Orvex and Flask of Wine are on, already on this side of the door, but you get through before anyone else. Yeah, cool. I close the door behind me, Adam. Cool, 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 cool. Tiffany, you are consumed with vivid hallucinations. You... What? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> you see your father, Sir Grace, standing before you on the steps. Oh, my God. Dad? He turns around. Daughter? Dad, I just run up to him. I just run up to him. It's Dad. He, he takes a step back away from you and further down the stairs. What? I, I thought, is it really you? Are you okay? Yes. Um, hi. I try and walk up to him again. He takes another step backwards and recoils from you. Uh, no. What? I've, I've been looking for you. I've been looking for you this whole time. How long have you been? Where have you been? Get away from me. What? Get away from Dad, me. Dad, no. No. What? Don't, you've been told. Don't touch. Oh. Uh-huh. This whole... T- what? Please. No, I've... Hang on. I. Hang on. Can I cast illusion so I look better? You begin casting a uh, a minor illusion upon yourself. Wait, sorry. No, I... Sorry. I forgot about... Sorry, one sec. And I try and... Yeah. As you do so, you, like, drag your hand along your face to try and fill in the details there. As you're doing that... You feel a cold hand wrap around your wrist. You look away from the vivid hallucination to Valindra standing next to you. She seems unaffected by the events happening within this room. She looks at you and says, it is your father. Yeah, he's yeah, right there. That's my dad. Valindra looks at your dad or looks in the direction of your dad. She has a funny expression on her face. You're not sure why, but she thinks that you're, she thinks, she seems almost concerned for you, though you're not sure why. She looks back at you, back away from the hallucination of your father and says, what are you doing? Well, I came all this way to save him. I I just, I just want him, he has to come with us. What are you doing? She says, and you can tell that she means when you were casting the spell. Well, he's, he, I don't. It's, I don't really look like this usually, so I, I'm trying to... He doesn't want to speak to me, so I'm just trying to... I, he just needs to come with us. She drags your hand downwards, and you can tell that she has a surprising amount of strength hmm. behind that. <laughs> she leans in close, and with no humor, with barely any emotion, she says, I'm going to tell you something that it took me too long to understand. Why? What? Don't... Sneak. Sneak? If you sneak, it means you think you're doing something wrong. I'm not sneaking, though. You are. You hide yourself from the world. She pulls your arm down to your side and then reaches up to touch, to to gently touch your cheek and where where it is missing. You have hidden yourself, your abilities, and who you are 
for too long. You are powerful. Let your enemies fear you. It's my dad, though. It's not my enemy. She looks back to where the the where she knows the hallucination of your father is, and then she looks back to you again and says, "No man who does not love you is your father." <sighs> no, he does love me. I just look. I just look really different. If you need to seek it, then it is not there. But he cho- no, he chose me. He chose me out of everyone. Leave the room. She gestures back to the door that you now see is closed. We have to bring Dad. Dad. Leave the room. What are you doing? This is insane. This is why I came on the trip. Fun fact, Dad. Yeah. When I close the door behind me, mm. I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm. Nothing's coming through that door. I'm blocking it. Let me see. All I'm right. bracing myself against the... Yes, Orvex and Flask are there. Yeah. But just imagine, I'm not speaking. I'm just terrified bracing myself up against the door. Tiffany, with Valendra holding one wrist, you feel something warm and more pleasant clutching at your other wrist. You turn around and you look up into the concerned face of Arda Simba. Arda Simba looks down at you and says, we need to go. We need to leave this room. We have to bring Dad. I, like, try and break free and run for Dad. Valindra and Arda Simber do not let you. What are you doing? That's why we're here. <sighs> That's why we're here. What are you doing? I get a bad boy card, and they are dragging you up the stairs. I start to cry. <laughs> and I cry out, former Dad. What's he doing? If you start crying, he does not react. He does not seem to care. He turns away from you as if he can't even, as if he's just ignoring you. If you start crying, Artis Simber wraps his other arm around like your shoulders, draws you in close. You can, he smells of wood smoke and he says, shh, shh, please. It's going to be okay. It was and now you're being awful. Why won't you let me see him? Valindra and Artis Simber get up to the other side of the secret door. Artis Simber tries to open it and it doesn't budge. <laughs> Artis Simber, <laughs> under his breath, Tiffany and Valindra are the only people who can hear it. He says, that fucking... <laughs> and then that trails off. <laughs> because he doesn't know whether to say turtle or dragonborn. <laughs> Valindra and Artis Simber force the door open. Pop, you're strong, but combined, they are stronger. Oh, yeah, so now I have my sword out. Oh, no, is, have they opened the door? Yeah. Am I, having left the room, am I okay again, or am I still terrified? No, you're still terrified. Cool, as soon as the door opens, I take off. All right, you take off in what direction? Uh, I head towards the corridor with the mirror that we couldn't go through. All right. I don't go into the pit, though, Adam. It takes, like, a couple of minutes but both of you calm down and the effect ends. You, Tiffany, are aware that what you saw was a hallucination. Okay, until I realize that, I will be screaming and thrashing at Artisan Valintra. If you hit them, they do not respond. They just hold you in place. Artisimber is like still, it's less of a hold for Artisimber and more of a hug. Oh, oh God, he's beautiful. <laughs> Oh, and really I realize sweet. it's a hallucination. I realize yeah. it's a hallucination. Okay, well, I guess all my hits get softer and I just start to... Uh, I, I stop angry crying and I start sad crying. 
That's Val- nice, nice transition. Yeah. Valindra, when that happens, lets go of you and takes a step back. You and artist Simbra collapse onto the floor. He's still hugging you and, like, in a very consoling way. Big sobs. Big sobs. Also, Valindra was so kind, but she's so wrong. God, she's wrong. I mean, he picked me once and now I'm going to go save him so he has to love me because then he knows how much I love him. Because that's probably the problem. Mm, that's probably the problem, eh? Flask of Wine sits opposite you and Artis, cross-legged, and he doesn't say anything, but he just sits there. And, like, his ears flatten out, and he seems like he's just trying to be a calming presence. He's being a ball of salt. <gasps> Is he being a ball of soft? Does he want a pad? <laughs> if you reach out and hold, like, he'll, he'll, he'll hold his you hand. as well. Oh, yeah, you can hold his hand as well. Oh, no, hug, hug, big hug. Flask of wine and Artis Simber hug you. What do you do, uh, Pip-Pop? So am I slowly... You eventually <clears throat> calm down. So just in, like, some back... Like, in the in the doorway of the other corridor with my back to everyone, I'm just reciting, like, I don't know, a Gregory Bones prayer of feasting. And thank you for the bread that we are about to eat and thank you for the milk <laughs> that we are about to drink and, most of all, thank you for the farmers who thank the farmers who thank for Gregory Bones, our food we eat. Thank you, Gregory. It's just about thanking thank you, everything Gregory. and everyone in the process of your oh, meal. Thank you to the soldiers who didn't kill all of the farmers when they raided their lands. Thank you to the <laughs> genocidal commander who commanded those armies who let some of the women and children go. Thank you to the women and children who didn't immediately run but tended to the farm so that we could eat this food for Gregory Bones. Um, after I... Mm, no, I'll probably cry for a bit. That was a lot. That was a lot and it wasn't even nice, you know? Because what if that is? What if that happens? Actually, no. I, I say to artists, "What if that happens? What if what happens? What if it's really like that, and he doesn't want to see me?" Artist Simber shifts a little bit so that he can look you dead in the eyes, and says, "If your father doesn't love you, then no, he loves me. I no. But what if he doesn't want to see me?" Artist Simber looks like you stabbed him. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Does Artis Simber look like how I feel? <laughs> Artis Simber looks like he's been physically struck. Oh, the air just left my whole body. Um, uh, uh, he stammers like that for a little bit. You see that he's like clearly he's like been dropped from a height <laughs> and he's trying to orientate himself before he keeps talking. Artis Simber finally says, if your father doesn't want to see you, I promise you that you will always have someone who does. Okay. Uh, the Is the it- invitation to me and, and um, uh, to my and my wife's abode, I would damn near make it an order. I insist. Simply, you must come meet my wife, see our, uh, uh, our apartment in Mesra. It's beautiful. It has a great view of the city. We'll dine. We'll drink. We'll maybe play a game. Flask, you're invited as well. Flask of wine nods. I would like this very much. I would too. Thank you. Valindra shakes her head slowly. Artisimbra winces before she starts talking. If your father does not want to see you, I suggest you do what all people should do in such a situation. Slash his throat. That's not funny. That's not funny. Valindra looks down at you and says, I wasn't joking. Your father is... You don't know him. You've never met him. I don't care. (laughs) 
she's a mom. Oh, <laughs> she's such a mom. <laughs> oh, Tiffany, stick up for yourself sometime. I'm for fuck's sake. I'm oh. trying. Oh. No. You're not listening no, to you're me. you're not. You're not listening to me. Not listening to you. Come. We must fix this puzzle, she says. Felindra takes the lead. She walks out. As she's walking back towards the room, she looks back and says, Pip, Pop, whatever your name is, get here now. Yes, it's Pip, and I'm... Thank you, Gregory Burns, for not smiting us all. All right, I'm good <laughs> to go. And now, a word from our sponsors. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, Jackson here, just popping in to remind you that on the 20th of December, we're doing a 24-hour D&D marathon over at twitch.tv slash Radio, where all donations go towards completing the new studio we've been building. You can also contribute to the new studio by buying a metaphorical brick at sanspantsradio.com forward slash shop, which will bag you a whole manner of really cool goodies. Once again, that's sanspantsradio.com forward slash shop to buy a metaphorical brick for the new studio. Do I walk past and just see the big sad pile? Yeah. What's happening here? What? Why are you sad? Why would you care? Let's go. Nope, you're absolutely right. All right, let's go. Valindra is (laughs) assessing the trap before you. She looks back and says, the walls would be climbable potentially, but our tabaxi friend is indisposed. She looks at the very weakened still flask of wine. Well, uh, I think I can assist. No, I don't think you can. No, I have the frog boy. Uh, There's a frog, he can climb walls. I can put him in my brain. Do you think you can stand the infirmity to yourself? Well, I mean, that's why you're here. Very well, then. One of you will have to cross the room. Tiffany, either as the most nimble, or you, Pip, as the bravest. She says that (laughs) with uh, lots of hints of irony. I would like to pick up the Pearl of Power. 
Looking as soon as forlornly you... at the snake stuff that I really like, and this thing is useless because I'm not a magic user, uh, and nang nang in my brain. As soon as you reach out for the pearl of power, maybe you like start to bring it out. When that happens, Valindra with the quickness of only a creature with ten levels on you <laughs> reaches out and snatches it from your hand. What in the fuck are you doing? She throws it to Tiffany. Tiffany, do you catch it? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. See, I didn't want to have any of these because that's how Dad went by getting someone in his brain. But she threw it at me. So I just would. Does it, I guess, see if it works. Did I catch it? You catch it. No. Do you actually want to resist? You feel the energy begin to try to inhabit I you? I want to resist, yep. And I say, no! You unfortunately fail to resist. Oh, and damn it. You feel the spirit of Nang Nang inhabit you. Your floor is now, I won't share with others. You can move up, down, across vertical surfaces, upside down along ceilings, while leaving your hands free. Valindra looks at you, Tiffany, and says, go, get it. Bring it back. I go. I'd you can you can keep that one. I have no need of a magical artifact. Before you step into the room, Valindra puts a hand on your shoulder and says, "Before you go, let me give you some information to steal you against the magic within that room. You do not need your father. Your father is just a man. He does not define you. Neither do the people around you define you. You define you." You define your limits. Let no one else tell you who you are or what you can be. If you want to do something, do it. But don't do it for don't do it for someone else. Do it because you want to do it. Go. Collect whatever it is in this room. Return. Do so because you can, because you are powerful. I sort of give a I give a wary nod, not saying out loud because she scares me, but, like, she's telling me what to do, so it's a bit contradictory. (laughs) (laughs) It's up to you. sort of give a wary nod, like, yeah, sure, and I go. Re-entering the room, you... Hey, you passed! Thank goodness. You walk along the wall and reach the other side without too much, well, well, without any difficulty. You can see that behind the statue of this fiend, there's a small passageway that leads further east. You're not sure where that goes. In the statue's clutched hands, you see in its left hand a pearly white crystal eyeball, and in its right hand a similarly sized scarlet crystal eyeball. They're both one inch in diameter. I asked Nang Nang what's up. What are these? Treasure. Take it. Both of them? Yes. You don't think anything bad will happen? Maybe. Mm, true. I'd grab the white one. Nothing happens. Other one too? You grab the white and the scarlet one. You have them both. You can add white eye and scarlet eye in your inventory. Nothing happens? Nope. Tiffany, you reckon these eyes would fit in that door that you found with the mirror? Okay, um, I'll peek behind the statue and like have a look around. What's going on? Are you going to move down that little corridor? Yeah, like, well, uh, yeah, sort of 
Duck my head in and stuff. It turns off to the right. Yeah, I follow it. Cautiously. It opens into a... (laughs) No, headlong. Woo, baby! It opens into a small room. The room... So you've kind of turned until you're going north. The north, this now northward passage dumps you into a small room and you can see another passage going further on north. Can I poke my head around the passage and see what's... Just just an exploratory peek, you know? You can see a light ahead. There's something... This room, this corridor turns back to the west. So it's a path that goes eastward, turns north, hits that room, continues on northward, and then bends to the west. Like, uh, like a U-shape. Okay. Well, kind of like a sideways U. And can I see like, what's on the other side of the U? Do you want to keep exploring? Yeah, just just for a quick stroll to see what's there, like if we should go down it or not. Still puddles of water cover the floor of this 15-foot wide hallway. The walls are slick with moisture and set with murals showing animal-headed humanoids in armor, most of which appear to brandish real weapons hanging on the walls. A three-foot-high crawlway in the east is flush with the floor, you, that's the crawlway that you're coming through. At the far end of the hall, a rippling transparent curtain of water fills a stone archway. Beyond the curtain, you see another hallway that looks similar to the one in which you stand. Hmm. Okay, no, I'll head back. You head there's all no, the way back to your friends. It's like the weapons, but there's nothing. Hmm? I can't see anyone there, can I? Nope. Okay, no, I'll go back. You get back to your friends. Valindra looks at you and says, what did you find? I think I got the keys. Like, I have them. Um, so we can go into that other room. There's just corridors behind there. There's nothing really at all. Let's go back. All right, then. Valindra just accepts that. Cool. I lead on. You head towards the mirrored door? Yep. I pop the little eyes in as keys. All right. There are ten holes. You only have two eyes. But Oh, okay. Then I don't go in yet. Oh, okay. What do you do then? I found some keys, but we need to find more. Let's go back. There could be one in the chest. She gestures to the chest in that pit. Yeah, probably. Um. Hey. Yes. Um, I don't mean to sound like I'm a genius Yourself. or anything, but oh, damn. <laughs> no, no, no. I I mean to sound like this because this is how I've always talked my whole life. That ghost lantern you have. What about it? Well, I'm pretty sure that um. When I was reading about its abilities on the back of a card. <laughs> My knowledge of ghost lanterns means that they may imbue magical properties. Did yours possess, say, the ability to summon a mage hand? Why would you want to know? Because Aren't potenti- you competent enough to do everything yourself? Well, no, but I can't do magic. You can. You're a wizard or are you a rogue? Mm. Oh, oh, ouch. Um, it's not... Sorry, that was a dig at Cass, and I want to apologize. Yeah. No, that, that I, I deserved that. Bless I owned you. that. Bless you, Cass. A chew. Um, well, you could take the key that's up here, unlock the chest without awakening that by using a ghostly magical hand. I don't want what's in the chest. I only want to get this done. You can have whatever's in there. I don't care about knickknacks. Unlike my stupid brother who loves knickknacks. <laughs> I knocked over one vase that apparently belonged to maybe his dead mum, and he got very upset. He knew his mother? Well, no, he didn't. He just... When he arrived... Okay, look. When we all arrived at the orphanage in a mandarin crate... While this is happening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
we all, you know, I had a blanket because it's keeping warm and because we are all from various other places. That's why Pop and I do not look at all similar. Um, he had like a small little jar yeah. uh-huh. vase thing. Uh-huh. Oscar finds like <laughs> nodding along. And his <laughs> assumption yes. for many years was uh-huh. that that item was something given to him uh-huh. by his birth mother before yeah. she, well, you know, that abandoned him sense. in yeah. a crate yeah. at an orphanage. Uh-huh. And then it broke and he got yeah. quite upset. Yeah. It broke like you broke it. Well, no, it was an accident. I was a child. I didn't do yeah, it on purpose. He didn't seem to understand that that was how this break. was that going to play out. Sense. He got quite upset and very angry. It gets playful. Um, you break a vase. Yeah, exactly. You understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I, It was an accident. I was wrestling with Pup, and he gets a bit aggressive. And uh, we knocked Pup, our other brother. Am I going to get to meet Pup? Pup? No, he's insane. Mm. Yeah. Worse than you? I'm not insane. Delicious, delicious. He, Pop likes to eat people. I'm so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) People. Yes. So, look, there are five of us. Uh, Myself, Pop, Pop, Pip, (laughs) and Hank. Hank came named. We're not entirely sure why. He is a lovely man, actually. I think you'd like Hank. I start casting Mage Hand. Like, that's, I don't (laughs) care. All right. Uh. The spirit... (laughs) Star Fallen, the spirit within the ghost lantern emerges and attempts to get towards the chest. When it reaches the chest, it tries to budge it open. Key first. Oh, you take the key off the golem's neck? Yeah, with mage hand. All right, cool. That happens. And then you unlock the thing? Yeah. All right. You unlock it, open it. Within, there are two eyes, like the ones you already have. Uh, hey, would you look at that? Pippi's right once again. Once again? Yes, I'm generally right about these things. I'm so sorry. Would you mind thanking Valindra again for the time she saved your life? Oh, no, of course. Absolutely. She saved my life. I can't save my life. I don't understand. You, you've conflated being right with being able to thwart death, and they're not the same thing. Well, you thought you could kill that golem. Well, I almost did. But you No, did. you didn't. I, I nearly did. I gave him what for, and then you finished him off. One is pale green, one is pink. I take him with mage hand. As they come up, they clunk, hit an invisible barrier that has been there the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) You look so proud of yourself. Yeah, uh, there's (laughs) some sort of invisible barrier preventing them from exiting the pit. Uh, Valindra crouches down, hoists up her robe, and says, A vol of force protects the pit. She reaches down, and sure enough, she cannot get her hand into the pit. Well, do you reckon your force stick could help us? I would assume, she gestures to each of the statues and the blank plinth, that there is some trick about this. Gosh. Um, I go and look at the statues. You can see that they can twist. Can someone help me twist a statue, please? Which way would you like it twisted? One's pointing up, another one's doing like a cupped hand in its belly. The statues are of Azuth, the god of wizardry. So Azuth is a hooded male figure with his left hand held high, index finger pointing up. And the other one is a statue of Torm, the god of courage and self-sacrifice. He is depicted as an armored male knight with a gauntleted right hand extended, its palm facing inward toward the knight. Self-sacrifice. That big guy. That's mm. what Pop does. Pop does not sacrifice. Oh, yes, he does. 
Ugh, you don't know what you're talking Const- about. I grew up with him. He sacrifices himself all the time. Any opportunity he gets. Valindra, keep keep a hand on the force. I just start twisting one of them around. Which one? The westward one. You turn him to the right, and when that happens, you hear a popping sound and air rushing in to fill a gap. You can tell that the third plinth, the blank one, the popping sound and the air rushing in happened there. Huh. When you turn it, there's some sort of spring-loaded gear within it that turns it back to its regular position. Oh. I, from where I'm standing, turn the other one. When you turn the other one, the clay golem teleports from within to onto the blank plinth. And then we're going to roll initiative. Tiffany and Valindra, you're first. I would like to fight alongside Valindra to use my green flame blade. Mm-hmm. And Valindra, uh, blight. Valindra reaches out with her hand, and out of her fingertips, a green, awful, necromatic energy begins to wrap itself around the clay golem. The clay golem passes its saving throw, and so it does not need to deal with some secondary effects. And it will only take half damage. It only takes 36 points of damage. That's a lot of damage. That was half. The way you say only. Yeah. The clay golem's structure begins to crack and rot before you. You can see moss growing in between the cracks. It's beautiful. And, Tiffany, you also sneak attack. Your attack hits... Your rapier sinks deeply into the clay golem's flesh. However, <laughs> however, you can see that the clay golem is resistant to your attack. You're not sure exactly what the resistance is overcome by, but this attack is not going to do as much damage. As witch bolt? <laughs> witch ah. bolt, you say? I'll tell you what, Cass, we haven't had a witchy bolt in a time. Witchy Balti from old Casaruni over here. Casaruni doing a witch opportunity. I think I might whip out the old witch bolt if you know what I mean. I think I'm going to be a spellcaster for a bit. Maybe. You deal 15 points of damage. Yeah, that's no good. More damage than witch bolt could have possibly dealt. Okay. It's the golem's turn. It slams one fist down on Valindra and one fist down on Tiffany. The fist aimed at Valindra strikes her, mm. and the fist aimed at Tiffany, you manage to dodge. It How deals... embarrassing for Valindra. Valindra takes 11 points of damage. I'd be careful. She has an ability where she could force you to take that damage. She's not going to do that. She wouldn't. She might. Pop, it's your turn. <laughs> uh, I would like to attack this golem. With Holy Avenger? Yeah, I'm going to use Holy Avenger because I feel like it's a magical sword and might help. All and right. I want Artis to. What kind of golem is it? What's Tom, it's a my, clay golem. My magic sword didn't work. It might have been your flame blade. I'm in the fire. Your oh. first attack is a miss, Pop. Okay. Second attack is a hit. Great. And your third attack is also a hit. I would like. Oh, I want him to use a shadow arrow. Your attack deals 33 points of damage to the golem. Whatever you dirty bastard. (laughs) Artisimber fires 
And as he fires, the arrow literally explodes out of his bow, casting dark shadows as it strikes, or, uh, yeah, it strikes the, the clay god. <laughs> Go, Artis. All right. This was a very good shot, my friend. Artis deals 16 points of damage. The clay golem, unfortunately, passes its saving throw. And so it is not blinded. But it nonetheless takes a full 16 points of damage because Artis Simba's attack was magical. He gets a second arrow strike. You can use a second arcane shot if you want. Yeah, yep. I want to do that. He could do another shadow arrow. You might do another, I might do another shadow arrow. Okay. Mm. Uh, mm, Tom. Wait. Adam, I don't want to do a shadow arrow. I just think it's interesting that you're trusting Adam at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'd like to use a grasping arrow to try to, like, bind this fucker. <laughs> so he fires his second arcane shot, and you want to make that a grasping yeah, arrow. I want to bind this big old clay. I want to bind the thing. Tie him to the floor! Let's get him! When the arrow strikes, it explodes outwards and vines wrap around the clay golem. You can see that the vines are hampering the clay golem's movement, but they should also be poisonous. You can see like a purple liquid dripping from the thorns, but it does not look like that that poison is doing anything. It yeah. appears okay. to be impervious. It's almost to like he's immune to poison. Yes. But uh, the arrow still did damage and has attempted to incapacitate him. Yes, it deals an extra six points of damage. His speed is reduced by 10 feet, and if he moves more than one foot on his turn, he takes he'll take slashing damage. Fuck yeah. Orvex attacks. Oh, Orvex. Oh, he's a useless piece of shit. <laughs> Orvex launches at the clay golem with bookmark, Artisimbra's dagger that he has been lent, and he sinks bookmark into the clay golem's back, but it does not seem to do anything. Orvex fumbles his roll. And then it is Flask of Wine's turn. I should have given Orvex the staff of striking so that he could be cursed with whatever fucking <laughs> cursed thing that I'm now fucking cursed with that I don't know about. Just the idea that you- Flask of wine makes that noise and cannot attack this. Uh, Back to the top, Tiffany and Valindra. Okay, I would like to use. Is it? Am I close enough? Or sorry, am I far enough? You're standing next to it. To use Earth Tremor. You can, but it's impossible to not hit a friendly. It's impossible to not hit like two friendlies. Well then, fine. I'll use Green Flame Blade again because I don't really have anything else. You deal 14 points of damage. Okay. Still more than you could have physically dealt with Earth Tremor or Witch Bolt. I'm doing my best and I'm resisting the urge. I I can't. Why do you have spells? I don't know. I was just wondering that. I was looking at my spell slots being like, I haven't used any. Then I'm like, why have them? You, uh, some of your spell choices have been interesting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they've been... Sorry, Adam, just say bad. <laughs> They're not really designed... The spells that you have selected don't really work well with you. <laughs> <laughs> Witchbolt worked beautifully with me, personally. Just on a personal note, me, Cass, Witchbolt, the spell. It's a... What would you like Valindra to do? I would like Valindra to do that brilliant spell where she sucks the health out of the golem and puts it into my friend. She can't do that to the golem. Oh, mm. a second blight. <laughs> she casts blight again. The golem fails at saving throw. And so oh, it's also restrained. Is that yes. if it if it tries to move, it'll take damage. Is yes, that right? Too? Correct. Oh, we fucking got him. 
Necromatic energy once again washes over the clay golem, draining moisture and vitality from it. It begins to completely crack over. And look, I could roll, but I think the minimum damage is enough. Yeah, look, it it falls backwards and then crumbles into nothing. Valindra has destroyed it. Can our heroes solve this puzzle, or will everything devolve into infighting again? Find out next time on Once Upon a Time in Zombie-Plagued Chult. Have you always thought about signing up for Sans Pants Plus, but you haven't found the right opportunity to take the plunge? Well, maybe now's the time. See, for a limited time only, new subscribers can get 25% off the first two months of Sans Pants Plus if they use the coupon code PLUS PLUS 25 at checkout. Honestly, there's so much good shit available to Plus members, it's crazy. We're talking extra D&D campaigns, three different review shows, whole bonus series, video content, and all of it ad-free. So now's your chance. Use the coupon code PLUS plus 25 to get 25% off the first two months of Sans Pants Plus today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, fellow adventurer. If you're picking up what we're putting down and want more D&D content, we have just what you need to scratch that itch. D&D is for Nerds Plus, the symbol, not the word, where you can listen to select campaigns that were once only available to Sans Pants Plus members. The further adventures of the Grey Hill Free Company if you want shorter campaigns with beautiful guests, and D&D is for Nerds, not Ognot, where all our non-canon D&D adventures go to rest. Just search for D&Ds for Nerds on your favorite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of D&D podcast discovery.